we are back with the Afterwatch. We're watching My Hero Academia. It is season five, episode 103, One Thing at a Time. I'm Tim. I'm Joelle. I'm Brian. That's right. We got a little extra help here today. Uh, Evan's still out. He's probably going to be out, actually, for a little bit now. He's trying to help take care of family and stuff. But uh, we hope to see him back very soon. Yep. But until then, we're going to keep talking about My Hero Academia, and we got some help here. Brian's here from, uh, I think he was, you were here before, too, weren't you? Yeah, super short, um, plugging the ReZero, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, if you haven't checked that out, it's such a good show. We're doing going through the first, at least the first season right now. So, uh, yeah, and if you guys want to hear more, we can always do that. But, of course, right now we're talking about My Hero Academia, and finally a new episode this week, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, this is a good episode, too. It was? Yeah, yeah. I like well, it. I think I it's it. setting up a lot of things. Oh, well, for sure, but I just thought it was still really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I want to I want to talk about it. But before we do, we always have to say subscribe to the show. If you haven't done already, let other people know we're covering all these episodes. Besides that, of course, if you do want to check out some of our other shows, we have Food Wars and like we said, ReZero and, and uh, other things over there on fictionalcharacters.net. Uh, if you have any questions for our off-season shows, uh, we'll have more of those coming up. Send those our way at fictionalquestions at gmail.com. And of course, if you could give us a review over there on Apple or Audible, we always appreciate it. We actually did get to 200 reviews. We're at like 205 now, actually. Oh, so, nice. so keep Thanks, those coming. Thanks, Yeah, you. yeah. And for some reason, the 200th review was no comment as well. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think the one that was right before it was about missing Evan. So we all do. Oh, <laughs> I know we do. We miss Evan's funniness. So sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just have to be a little more funny every time. Uh, and I'm not a replacement. So people are going to like comment about that. Yeah, I'm just, no. Uh, just helping out. No, no, no one replaces Evan. Nobody can replace Evan. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Okay, so let's get into this. So it starts out, we keep going back to Hawks, and there's really, there's this tension going on. There's not a lot of music that plays. It's him flying, thinking, talking it through. All the little, uh, I don't know, little details. Things he's trying to get across to the heroes without the villains knowing, right? Right. Yeah, it's much more like a spy episode than the, uh, you know, At build up to part. a fight. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of espionage things going on. But we actually do see some of the villains at the table this time because mm -hmm. he goes in. Mm -hmm. so it's is so funny. It... It's like a board meeting. <laughs> I know. They have little uh, tablets and, and laptops that's, up. That's how, you, that's how you know they're super evil because they're having um, company meetings like this. Yeah. It's, just, it's just hilarious. It's like you've come to the boardroom. <laughs> I know, but it's all... But it's all like scary because it's all dark and you, they're only lit up by you know their screens right but it's just funny to me it's just like oh we're going to now critique how well you've done so far yeah <laughs> they're not even watching like what he's doing they're what no toga's watching deku yeah. <laughs> that i like that that was funny well, it's like they're kind of reviewing like kind of it's oh like, right it's like they're kind of reviewing the materials of what he's been presenting that's what it seems like to ah me. that's right he's doing because... a presentation because he talked about hey you know i'm spreading your your message out there right there's <laughs> one guy that we kind of see his face but we don't know who he is yet talking about that he's been passing out the books to all these heroes mm -hmm. and he understands it really well is what they're saying twice is even like could you explain it to me yeah. he's like can i get some tutoring lessons <laughs> from hawks please i i like that part so much when he's like i still don't get it at all and it's it's really funny because it comes off as a joke but 
I really like that they touch on not all the villains fully understand what they're committed to. I it's think vi- true. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really interesting. I assume the book is like the I- ideology or a manifesto, yes. but it really yep. brings up a core thing that the heroes struggle with too, is why are they doing what, they, what they're doing? We always see the hero side of they're fighting for money or fighting to save everyone they can or to be the strongest, but we don't see the villain side. And I, I hope that this leads to more inter- interesting struggles. Ooh. We had Stain. Stain was really on point. He knew exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to see them delve into the other heroes, uh, other oh, villains. And that makes see. sense. Yeah. More b- the reasoning behind this liberation, which is interesting too. And they're using Hawks because it's like Hawks is their messenger. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, their angelic messenger, perhaps. <laughs> well, he's like number two. <laughs> he's also number two. And he has that kind of non-caring kind of attitude, right? I know, right? but being, it's like, it's almost like, you know, he's like, I've been sent from above. Oh, know, I like get that. Because he's like, he has the wings and like the whole, you know, I'm giving a proclamation about what's to come. Like oh, being right. like a prophet. I'm like. Right. <laughs> he comes down and yeah. Right. What you're saying. Hands out the books. Yeah. yeah, they say it's really good for his because he has that young teen twenty something demo going on. Yeah, so it's like it's like targeting the people that are most like can might be potentially question, you know, why right. are we following this or why are why are we doing things this way? Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be yeah, I'm very interested too to see you know more on how are they con- like basically converting people to kind of join this movement to what they feel should be the ideal society. I I don't know that we know too much about the actual like ideology that's going on behind this book, but I imagine it's just like people should just do what they want and use their powers how they want and not just not just give it to heroes, you know? That and that's why I hope it's a little different. I I completely agree that it could be that way cuz that's that just so commonly happens with villains and in a, mm-hmm. a society that really has that hierarchy of good powers versus ones that don't fit in versus ones that aren't useful for the things people say are useful. So I could totally see that spin on it. And I think it definitely freedom of, of uh, power use might be one of them. Well, uh, I think it's just like uh, what we're what we're seeing is maybe the 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 what the pendulum swinging back from these cushy heroes just calling the shots and everyone mm-hmm. like looking at them and seeing that oh the facade's kind of falling away they were just all style and uh you know a lot of those people like mountain lady and stuff we always saw there was so much it was all media and hype and stuff and they weren't really doing too much it was all all might really doing the job and then all <laughs> these people were basically just celebrities right mm-hmm. And That's I true. hope I hope the book has a, a more detailed of like, OK, what are they going to replace it with? It's it's easy to say, oh, I don't agree with that. And that's wrong. OK, sure. But what is the Your solution? Idea, What's, yeah. Where yeah. are you going with that after you overthrow it? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Some what, villains what might the, not care. What <laughs> fills <laughs> the vacuum? Yeah. Right. I mean, some might not care because they're just like, I just want power anyway. Or I want to yeah. feel like I want to be on the winning side. So fine. Right. But what is yeah. that, a, you know, chaos right. is a ladder. Like right. a lot of people use these interruptions and so maybe that's what the villains are doing they're like seeing this opportunity because the last time we saw these guys they were in a shack out in the middle of nowhere right <laughs> right <laughs> apparently Wait, dude they now they've got like a whole like underground like look they all got all like uh you know laptops i mean and come suits. on now. like they're nicely dressed <laughs> it's not just that we see that hawks is talking about how they're what hundred thousand strong right. like all these people and they've infected heroes have mm-hmm. kind of gone to their side too yes so it's all underground and talking about the whole four months thing right yeah yeah right. 
And we kind of see a little bit more because we see Toga finally talking about how, well, how does that, how does that happen? Because Hawks is in there kind of giving his spiel. Even Dobby says that they still don't look, those students still don't look like they're doing well. They've, yeah, haven't they grown. haven't really like, uh, yeah, right. They haven't really progressed or gotten any stronger is what they're thinking. Right. And it's just like, well, they're just students. But Hawks does mention it, it's good that they're underestimating the students. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I guess that they might be the last resort if things go really I know, south. I think it seems like as Endeavor was kind of reading the book, he was basically saying, like concluding, so yeah, students are your backup plan. I guess. And that's why <laughs> this work studies is happening because, yeah, right. Hawks knows something's going on and Endeavor kind of figures that he must be doing some, yeah, spying on something going on. On the that, background, right? Yeah, the yeah. Mm-hmm. And the commission must know something's going on because they're involved all, always with Hawks and right. as well as they called in uh, Endeavor to talk about, you know, taking on people, something he wouldn't normally do. Right. Yes. And the commission's probably the one who gave the go-ahead because of the knowledge they have from Hawks to allow the students back into training, to allow more students than usual into training for this reason. Mm -hmm. And I I really like that Endeavor figured it out because I love when he's shown as not just a brute. Before, it's like, yeah, he's just fiery and powerful. But the more they show him being thoughtful, I think the better it is for the show, for him being number one, uh, and just having the students have something to look up to more than mm-hmm. just being the strongest. Yeah, it's a good look for him. And they don't even shy away from his past because they keep bringing oh, him up. Right. You know, as far as being a bad parent and everything else within this episode. But yeah, it is showing that he is kind of stepping into that mentor role that All right. Might used to be. Exactly. Or and still kind of is. Endeavor but... might be better at it, actually. Well, I, that, I, I don't know. That might, that might be a spicy topic, but it from what a I've hot seen, take. yeah, that's definitely a hot take. The because uh, I think uh, All Might always wanted to do it, but they they touch on it briefly. Like All Might got his power, so the way he he teaches is more mor- morality and what you mm-hmm. should do with your power. And he tries his best; he really does. Right, and it, it's, it's inspiring because he is the unshakable symbol of hope, or was. But endeavors like I worked step by step, thing by thing. Like very methodically, right? Yeah, he has a path that he took that I think gives him a different perspective. I guess I won't say better, but so far it's being applied better. It's more, I I think it'll resonate with more heroes and more people because he's worked on it piece by piece and just really struggled his way up. Right, and he actually can take apart what he did and apply it to these students and what they might need to do to progress. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, so anyway, Hawks leaves a feather. It's really sneaky. He leaves a feather mm-hmm. in the door and he can actually hear through that feather if he stays close enough. So he's kind of wandering around the facility there, getting mm-hmm. in trouble and can, you know, push around. But he's still trying to listen in. We see Spinner and Toga. They're all talking. And I guess Toga is, yeah, the one that brings up that in four months, mm-hmm. everything is going to be destroyed by Tomura. She's like, everything's going to go boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's going to destroy <laughs> all things. Like, how she does. She gets so excited about yeah, all that. She probably, really- <laughs> she probably didn't even read the book. She's just like, yeah, blow it all up. <laughs> no, I don't think these people read the book. <laughs> I don't think they care. But yeah, a Tomura Shigaraki. Yeah. So we don't see him, though. Nope. So He's, what's going on with that? Where is he at? Out. He's probably out, you know, recruiting or helping out, you know, causing ruckus somewhere else. He's probably doing his own thing. And these people are just like, yeah, it's all going to plan. It might not be his plan. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, If anything, Shigaraki is very chaotic. Right. It's very much could be like, you know what? I don't want to do wait till four months. Just do it now. Oh. I mean, he could be very much like that. It could be. (laughs) 
But there is a little bit more to the code when Endeavor's reading through. We see that uh, he talks about how he's uh, Hawks is going to send a signal. Right. So whatever that might be. Yep. I thought that was risky because if things go south, what if he's in a position where he can't physically send a signal? Right. Like he gets captured because he mm-hmm. finds out, right? Like the tense right. moment where right. something happens and he's in the base and now he wants to go send a signal. It's going to... But it's too late. Yeah. Right. So I, I Well, wonder... I mean, and I think Cox kind of resolved, kind of said that to himself too. He's like, it's really hard for me to figure out because as he was talking to himself, he was like, it's really hard for me to figure out, you know, when and where all this is going to happen. By the time I figure it out, it might be too late. And that's why he talks about the whole the failure in case of failure and backup plan is just you hope that these students are powerful enough to help us out. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and he even says that Tokiyami, working with Tokiyami, was one who changed his mind about whether the students could handle it. Right. Their resolve and, and their wanting to be heroes mm-hmm. rather than just like going along for the ride, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the, the but sound, yeah. The sound thing, one, one thing really quick, that vibration thing is actually uh, not too far-fetched. The researchers at MIT, Microsoft, and Adobe about 2014 developed a thing where you use just the camera. So you use the vibrations that the cameras see like on a leaf or on a potato chip bag and can get the sound that was in the room even without recording sound. So the feather being able to sense the vibrations isn't actually completely insane. That's cool. That is cool. I like that. Just a little tidbit. (laughs) Push my back for the day. Push my yeah. uh, Yeah. Push my glasses up like Ida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing he does say is something I was thinking, like, why don't you just attack that place right now if they're all there sitting around the table? But he says because there's so many other little, you know, spots of oh, these people all over, he right. needs to figure out where all of the rest of them are. Right. He can't just blow the cover now when yeah. you're basically you're blowing your own cover, but yet you still haven't uncovered where everybody else is hiding. Don't you think that these are all like the main people or maybe he doesn't know? Uh, well, you don't. You probably don't know. And you, there, of course, there's no Shigaraki there. So, yeah, you can get exactly, some of his true. top people. Doesn't mean he's not just going to amass another set of like five people to join his cause. That's true. Just because it's a lot of people we know. Right. Or if and if the plan's already in action. So if it's already set to happen, maybe these people don't necessarily need to, need be, to be like even if they're gone and they take care of them. It's like, well, if it's well, explosions and could... bombs, it could be set. And if they're using, like, you know, a mastermind, like, you know, all for one, you know, you never know what are the contingencies you might already have in place if somebody decides to. That is true. I didn't consider that. (laughs) But I do like, I do like that you bring in, yeah, the all for one thing is he's definitely, he's got to be involved. But Well, for sure. I just, it's just, you know, it's like, there's no way he wouldn't think of like, well, if somebody decides to blow themselves up in this corner, I still have my whole posse over here on this other side. Yeah, because in my head, I just think of like... You wouldn't entrust your big plan to people like Toga. Oh no! And, and twice. Oh, oh no! No way! I mean, they're there for the you know for the lulls. So, so I don't know giggles, right? The, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Dobby giggles. Yeah. He, he definitely Dobby. I mean, is Dobby different. might be a little more different, but again, like Toga and Twice, you just throw them in there to just cause havoc. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. This maybe this is just like Plan C. It's not even relevant. <laughs> oh, wow. That would be I crazy mean, if it know. was like Plan C and so it's they just true. got Fox they're just stringing him along. It could Meanwhile, be. there's a plan there, A There's this happening. bigger other plan happening somewhere else. Like, well, they do know, talk so. about that uh, city, that whole thing that went down that, that we've heard up, about. Right. 
and that all these people are investigating that, but they haven't really figured out anything Any else. Connection, right? Because right. they, they're investigating that, but they're not looking at anything else to figure out, you know, what other connections or anything else happening. So, yeah. Interesting. Well, so we go back to Endeavor, his agency, and Burnin is kind of oh, talking I about. I do like, though, how they did the um, the little montage of the studies going on while they, before they oh, went right. to Endeavor oh, right. Cease. <laughs> oh, all the different people. Yeah, we and see all the students, even from the other school. It was interesting, right? With your so, M Bison and Cami. <laughs> I do like that. It's like snowy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of different people, and you I know? think that's just showing you that yeah, these work studies are happening throughout. Like they said, all the students are getting involved with this. It's just sad though when Hawk says the whole thing. It's like I hope by the time the cherry blossoms fall that they hope that they'll all be smiling. And I was like, oh no. Well, yeah, because this is the end of December, early January. So you're hoping in four months by spring you that that he's figured it out and they've been able to take take him down. But yeah, because something's gonna happen. This poor guy is stuck in the middle between these two. I don't know. It just doesn't bode well for Hawks. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It feels as much like, as they're, I like him. They're I too just, far behind. I'm just so yeah. sad. <laughs> no, I, if I had the bet, I think you're right about Hawks. I, I think he's going to he have should... to be their sacrificial lamb. Yep, I think you should call it now. He's the angel that came with the message, and now he's going to be sacrificed for the good of the people. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> Dang. Yep. Well, we'll see where that goes. I don't know. Anyway, so Burnin is telling uh, Deku and Bakugo that, look, Todoroki's probably going to work with his dad, so you guys are with us. And I know they're like really dang. mad about that. He's like, I came here to work with the number one hero. <laughs> I know it's like uh, Bakugo's response is my favorite. I just love it. But um, no, Endeavor comes out after I guess he's finished uncoding the whole thing, decoding it, and says, "No, I'm gonna look after you three. First thing he says is, "What do you guys want to work on? What is it?" And then Deku <laughs> starts going into, "Yeah, he's got this new black whip thing, and he wants to use it like his Air Force. Oh, and by the way, Air Force means this." And he he just goes on muttering. <gasps> his muttering, gosh! Thank it you. goes on so long. I love it too because it's straight from the manga. In the manga, it's almost a whole like page of just oh, words that's so good. hilarious that is amazing <laughs> so I, i'm surprised that they did the whole thing but they do they go through the whole thing it's so good and vernon finally like interrupts and it's like i don't even know where you started on this i don't i, I totally lost the whole train of thought but endeavor did not he understands yeah, yeah he's su- he's such a good manager again i don't know maybe better than all might <laughs> Because he he sits there and he actually he wants to get it done. He comes in with the manager thing, like what can I help with, right? right? What can I do? What can you do? And he wants to just get it done. His agency seems to respect him and treat him the same way. They like, right. yeah, he can come off, you know, harsh, but they're like, well, Shoto's probably with him. You guys are with us, so let's just do it. They don't they don't try to be like, oh, it's mean or that shouldn't be that way. They're just like, nope, this is how it is. I know this is gonna happen. Yeah, it's uh, what he he points out that Deku's power is super strength, but it's a lot like All Might's power. Uh, but what's different is that, what does he say? He's one of us. He talks about how he had trouble with a quirk. And Deku is a little, what, confused by that? But I think what Endeavor is saying is it's a power that can hurt his body if not used properly. And I think that's something that Endeavor and a lot of other heroes have had to work through, right? That's a good catch. Isn't that what he's tr- kind of saying? Because that's not something that All Might ever dealt with. All Might was just ready to go from the get-go. Right. Yeah, some people's powers maybe. I'm trying to think. Uh, Red Riot 
maybe like wants to get stronger but not physically hurting himself by using his power just getting super tired at mm -hmm. the end right so i i see what you're saying and that's a very interesting way to split the heroes into powers you really need to control because you can hurt yourself versus uh something that you know just kind of happens or comes naturally and you just make better that makes sense. yeah well bakugo just wants to know what he can't do that was my favorite. That, funny. that made me laugh. I was, I was like, of course, typical Bakugo would say that. It shows a confidence, I think, you know, like he knows what he knows. And there's other things that probably he needs to work on, but he's not sure what that would be. Mm -hmm. And so that maybe working with the number one hero and he does, he actually does point stuff out to Bakugo. Right. Well, it's just interesting that it's like, yeah, because I think as Bakugo, when you do the flashbacks, he's always been like the number one in all his classes. Right. So it's like, what do you compare yourself to if you're the top in your class anyway? It's really hard to then grow if you have nothing to compare yourself to. Yeah. And he wants to what he wants is to surpass the number one hero. And there's a moment where Endeavor's like looking and he kind of he starts to say something and then walks away. And, he's, <laughs> and it's like, oh, does, does he see himself in Bakugo? Yes, I probably think, what I yes think. that's what I was thinking, too. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, there's that great moment of Todoroki's like, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know, you're here for a flash fire. Come on. <laughs> I, I want to combine two things you guys said with the uh, Bakugo being number one. And uh, you were talking about how he, what do you do when you're number one in all your classes, right? And then that he wants to suppress the highest. And uh, I was kind of questioning when he was going through his spiel there of what does Bakugo want to do when he becomes the best? And is he going to want to stop, right? Like he's not just going to lay back once he becomes number one. So no. what's oh, no going to challenge him at that point? And why? Because he doesn't. I, I'm sure that he wants to save people, but I feel like he says it less than Deku and less than other people. He's so focused on being, being the best, being oh, the yeah, best, and being but, better. Uh, yeah, but he did acknowledge the fact that that is a uh, actual, you know, a, an actual plays a big part in terms of being a, the number. Oh one yeah, hero. he understands what it takes right. to be a hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, like before, when he was just thinking that I have to be the strongest and whatever, mm -hmm. he was like, at least he understands now. It's right. not just that. Right. I, yeah, I like that he verbalizes that. Because so before, I, I don't think he would verbalize that. No. I think he would very much just be like, oh, well, I'm the strongest. I don't care anyway. Yeah, I think it doesn't matter. Yeah. But... <laughs> I, for me, it was the big part when he got taken and everyone's like, oh, he's going to be the easiest one to turn. And I love that whole arc with him where it's like, no, you pick, you pick the wrong person to steal. He yeah. loves All Might and being, you know, a, a pure hero as much as Deku. So, right. yeah. So what do you think? Was it just that he just wasn't good at expressing that side of himself? Or maybe like he's just so forceful in wanting to be the best and get out of my way, that whole thing, that it's only now that people are praising his teamwork and everything else that he's starting to open up more. Do you think that's what it is? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that's what it is. I think part of it for Bakugo specifically is he's so sure that he wants the right stuff and he wants to save people, it goes without saying. And that might be part of why he doesn't say it. He's just like, obviously, he's going to save everybody in the world as fast as he can, better than anyone. So he just skips that part. And he's like, I'm just going to be the strongest and the best so right. I can do that. He's like much purer than I thought. I used to thought, think he was like an angry and annoying, but he just like is super like, no, no, but just being the hero. So that part you don't have to. Which I think that thing that kind of plays into why Tim was asking of like why people are now understanding or seeing them differently is because like, you know, the whole thing of first impressions and how you've seen him. It's like, yeah, as you're saying, he does sound like he's annoying or whatever in the beginning. Yeah. But it's he's made it very clear. It's yeah, not, because more than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, remember, I can remember season one, everyone talking on the bus, like talking about how he was just so rude and everything <laughs> and when they're going to the USJ right, right. before then. 
I mean, and first that, impressions always, is. you know, do something to you when in terms of like how you come off to people. That is true. So if people have always had the impression of him, mm-hmm. it takes a little more time to understand other pieces. I would be, at least in what in what you see him do than just always honing in on oh he's obnoxious, he's loud, but he's really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, that he was doing pretty well after those what those matches with. Uh, class B, but then that news broadcast kind of brought him back down. Well, again. right, right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Todoroki then c- kind of cuts his cuts his dad a little bit by saying, "Don't put on the parent act in front of all these people. Look, I'm here because I want to work with Endeavor, the hero." Right. It's and like I, I'm here to use you. I was like, Damn. "Oh, right, I know." <laughs> because yeah, he even says out in front of everyone, like I still haven't forgiven what you did to mom right. and how he how he uh what admires her the most. Right. But it's it's good that he's setting that ground level too cuz he's yeah. like, "I don't want you to look at me as your kid. Look at me as somebody you're training cuz I don't want special treatment. I'm just going to use this to grow myself." But I think also him just airing that out in front of everyone also helps with the whole situation because then there's nothing being hidden. Like people aren't questioning what's he thinking or what's going on, you know? right, right. There's less skeletons if everyone knows. (laughs) And like favoritism. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's three categories, I guess, to hero work that, as Endeavor is talking about. Rescue, evacuation, and fighting. But his policy, he focuses on all three. Like, I guess there's some agencies that are all about one or the other. Makes sense. Yep. But being the number one and having tons of people, what? He was talking about all the calls that they get, you know? So I guess it would make sense that they would be have people that are good at all three of them. And we see that. Like, he'll tackle some, you know, criminal or whatever and leave them for his sidekicks to take care of. He yep. just keeps going. Very All Might, though, because All Might would be running and, and nabbing someone and then he'd leave it for the, I think it was the police back then. He, yeah. I don't know that All Might really had sidekicks. I don't, it doesn't seem like he did. Mm-mm. Yeah, but his, we always saw yeah him. His, his might have been functional, right? Because he at the time we saw him there, he already had his time limit, so he just had to make use of it. Oh yeah, but that's true. I do like that endeavor. Also, does it because it's the when they get to the hit and run part here shortly, right? Mm-hmm. He goes and then they go help him, and it's it's nice, but it also makes me question like, is that the most efficient use of number one's time? Because he really is the best. So it's nice to help out everyone, but there's a little bit. I think of room to question. Right, well, but I think also... he he is I think cuz I think it's the way probably how the hero whatever network set up too cuz it seems like he's like over a specific district. Right. So That's it seems fair. like he has to, you know, troll that portion or at least be and involved in that portion. Still has to keep up appearances. He still has right. to be that friendly in the neighborhood person, you know? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, that definitely has value. Yeah, yeah. I like that uh, his his challenge to the students is to <laughs> show me that you can capture a villain faster than I can. Yeah. And uh, they they even yeah as as they're going after that one, what is it? It's a what a villain taken off on a, on a motorcycle or something that he catches. I do see now why he how he's able to jump on these people so quickly is that he's got a little earpiece and they're calling it into him. That's something that the students don't have, so it's almost an unfair advantage. You think? Yeah, that's one thing I was wondering. I was like, how does he like? I'm like, 
Wait, so he gets like a split second start off for them. I was like, right. okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. I, I, I noticed that too. I was like, okay, so they all should have earpieces. <laughs> but maybe Dang. they will. Maybe as they're working in the field and not just going through the, what, the introductions, I guess. Uh, maybe once they are like working, they'll have those earpieces too. So they wouldn't be at that That's disadvantage. True. That's true. But yeah, they're kind of following along, doing their thing because he's flying around using his fire. And Todoroki notices that as he goes around this turn, he doesn't even, he Slow doesn't down. stop accelerating. Right. And what he's doing is he's using his flames to propel himself. And um, it, it becomes part of their homework, I guess, is how yeah. he's doing it. I look forward to uh, Shoto somehow getting Bakugo to help him. <laughs> Since Bakugo is good at that sort of turning and moving with the fire. And I right. really like that Shoto... Uh, is really bad at it given his history and his reluctance to use it at first. So I, I like mm-hmm. that he just can't easily overcome it and be some sort of genius. I, I really like that he's going to have to work at it just like everyone else because he well, really yeah. comes off as the genius at first. Like he's so good. He's so strong. And uh, now it's like, okay, now he's got to go start from like well, not even being able to move. Precision, right? There's a lot of that and doing things without thinking. I think they talk a lot about that. Um, they mentioned, they show a guy driving in a car mm-hmm. and how like, you don't, you know, you don't just start off knowing how to drive a car, but by the end, you're doing everything automatically. Yeah, without thinking about it. And I think that's like what he's trying to drive them. That whole whatever he's calling like parallel processing. And yeah, of, parallel exactly. Doing parallel all processing. of that at the same time without even blinking an eye. So that's why he's almost Deku. Don't even think about that second power right now. Work on your air force. Get is- that to a point where you can do it without thinking, and then add on. Which what I think is really good. And that's why I think when like Brian was talking about the whole like he might actually be a really better teacher than all my wife. <laughs> it's interesting. Like he really hones in on getting back to the basics first. Like let's work right. on these pieces first. Once yeah. you've mastered that, now you can move on. It's like almost like baby steps. Yeah, it's and very then, workable steps. Right, right. It's like he and he it's interesting like how fast he picked that up and just said, Okay, now you need to focus on that. Like put this other stuff on the side. Let's get this one figured out first. Yeah, and he calls out Bakugo on his excuse. He when we've heard him use it the the whole winter is you know oh. it makes it so he has to, I need to get, generate I need to get more warmed heat up. Like he can get he, going. He, he, uh, we've heard him use that before. Yep, has he? Because oh, that sounded he did. He so said bad. He said it like twice during that whole uh, thing episode. The match, oh, right, right, right? Yep. So mm. I guess what is he saying? Like use the flames and store it up. Mm-hmm. It's almost like one of those. Uh, what do you call so those? Like, it's like almost kind of like how his his bracers are supposed to be kind of storing up his sweat. Right. So it's like, how do you apply that now, like storing up his power to be able to just get on the go? Yeah. And so maybe he hasn't been thinking about it that way because mm-hmm. the support items do all the work for him. Right. Right. So maybe because there's a lot of people that have those type of, what do you call it? Uh, building, you know, building up your power type quirks. Mm-hmm. But maybe he hasn't been using it that way. And so he, what do they say? That Endeavor just basically says you need to learn to store it up, condense it down, and be able to release it in an instant. Yep. And in controlled, because it's also kind of like what Todoroki is dealing with is being able to control that as well. <laughs> I thought he was going to spin out when he tried <laughs> to use the fire. I know, start going too. in circles because he only did one hand. So he's going to go in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he calls out, uh, he says, yeah, Shoto uh, can make the shapes with ice, but can he control shapes of fire in right. the same way and which, then use that to propel himself? Which clearly, I mean, yeah, that's the one side that Todoroki really neglected his whole life. So he's well with reason, but yes, yeah. yes, yes. But 
at least now he's like kind of come to terms with that and is now focusing on getting that lead. I also books. did like, and I don't know uh, how he ended his lesson by saying, "Your success has nothing to do with me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yep. so endeavor like like just cutthroat. No, it's perfect though. I mean, it's it is, and everything he says is very true. About it's like you know. Whatever you learn in UA, that's great. It's all, it's like what you're going to get out of here is the experience that you need to, you know, keep cultivating your powers. It's like right. this perfect pep talk. I'm like, dang, this guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. Yeah, because it's really like a tough love kind of thing. Like you, you have to do it. It has to be all you. Yeah. No one else is going to help. Like right. All Might was great, but he had it right from the get-go, and a lot of us have had to work and work hard at it. Right, and he's like, that's the only way I know, so this is the way I'm going to teach you. And yeah. <laughs> I, I like that you point that out because it makes me think of how uh, juxtaposed their styles are because Deku at the beginning maybe needed that more supporting style, mm-hmm. and then you, we can see here how Bakugo really is, seems like he's going to thrive on that hey, I, I want to know what I can't do. And he's like, well, I can show you right now what you're not doing. <laughs> right. And and it really, I think he's going to take it to heart and be like, well, maybe he didn't consider it or maybe he didn't. Nobody pushed back because he's so, Bakugo's so harsh. No one pushes back on him. That's so when true. he says, I need time to warm up and he's like, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think we've mentioned this before, how those first, what, three seasons or so all might was the number one focus and everyone was trying to be like him and everything kind of revolved storyline wise around him. But then once that kind of fell away and Endeavor became the number one hero, now we're seeing things almost working around him. We see a lot more of the Todoroki storyline going on and, and things like that. So I think even you called out in the, what the opening teasers or song, uh, we see the uh, picture of All Might fade into Endeavor now. Yep, right. So it's just showing you there's like this change of the guard, and that means something as far as how people, you know, and these students are reacting to, you know, this change. Right, it's true. And maybe it's it is maybe from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you think it's a good change because it's something different and something they also need to hear. Right, which is also interesting though of why then also probably why the villains want to take any kind of action right now too. While there's mm. very much questionable, uh, like the general public is unsure of where this is going to go. Right, because they're sensing there's unrest. No one knows how it's going to go. Right, you know, because. Endeavor, yeah, sure, he's had the, you know, what was it, look guy, look kid or whatever? Oh, the look kid, yeah. The look the, boy. Oh, look boy, yeah. <laughs> but that was just like one moment. He, I mean, right. he needs a lot more of those moments to really cement himself. Right, and and of course, it's like, it's clear that if this, you know, he, as Hawks was saying, you know, they're also converting heroes into this new movement it's clear that there is a lot of unrest and you're not sure in terms of society which way you know they all want to go right well i guess that's where it ends and they're looking ahead i guess they're looking ahead to next episode Ooh, which i'm is... excited for that why <laughs> <laughs> i was just wanting to see like iraka and sued see what they're what they're doing on their work studies uh yeah because we know they're with <laughs> ryukyu the um yep. the dragoon hero and we're gonna see um Selkie? Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. Again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I I probably I mean you guys can probably guess that's a filler episode. It is not manga. Hey. Oh it is. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So we're still waiting. It's still pushing. The more it pushes off what's going on with the villains, it makes me think that, yeah, we're going to get less 
in this season than I thought. But I mean, that that could be good. It could lead into hopefully we'll get the sixth season very soon. But I mean, I, I really want to see where this is all building up to. And I hope we get enough of it to answer enough questions for you guys. Anyway. That's next time. Before we go, we always talk about a, well, we've been talking about Class B heroes. We're still making our way through. Today is Mudman. So uh, his quirk is softening. Uh, it allows him to soften any non-living thing he touches. For example, he can soften the ground to make it similar to quicksand, hindering movements and mobility. If Juzo makes contact again, he can undo the effect. So he's also capable of swimming through the softened material. We saw all of that. He seemed pretty OP. That that's because he was able to take down huge amounts of, you know, area. It's like almost that whole area of that section they were in. Yeah, just melting it down. He just had to contact one part and like one pipe and the whole all the pipes started going down. Right. Yeah. The range, the area of effect seems huge and he seems super useful strategically. Yeah. His stats his, say his power is only C level, but Speed is A, technique is A, intelligence is A, and flexible thinking is A. Mm-hmm. So That's why I wondered, where was he at this point? He was there, but I don't think anything worked in his... I don't... Apparently like, not in his favor because no. he was in one of the like one of the people you're actually introduced to back then. This is well, still, yeah. Again, I think he, he got kicked one of out my angst of uh, against the whole these super strong people that they throw in this season. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> that we I, didn't see during the the whole, whole whole sports festival. Yeah, the sports that. festival. I I remember him in that second what the second round where they did what were the what was that one thing that. Chariot battle. Oh, the chariot fights. Yeah. Yeah. And his team got knocked out. Yeah. 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 His team got knocked out during that. (laughs) So that's probably why. Why couldn't he just like soften the ground? He could have swam and he he needs to take his whole team with him, though. Yeah. Uh, I think I think his power. I think the power is deceiving. Maybe that's like one on one power because like one on one. He probably lose the fights. I agree with you if he could take his team. But that's the thing. Like if he was trying to stop an army, I think he would do way more damage than the one on one fighters. So let's see. It says here that he likes giving and receiving massages. Whoa. What's that all about? (laughs) Maybe like he just like his body goes to mud. Oh, I like it. You just like need him like a pile of mud. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I, I know that he's really you know he seems like one of the the ones that they look up to in that class. He was a walk on, right? He was. Yep, he was a recommendation like Todoroki and Momo. And even when what was it? The lizard girl was saying how how she like didn't do well against Bakugo. She was saying, "I wish I had been smart like he was." So it looks sounds like a lot of people respect him, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I he still what that was just a. Uh, their round was was a standoff, right? A stalemate. Yep, yep. They so were a draw. Yep, they were. Yeah, it was a draw. Well, I guess he was up against like Todoroki and stuff too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, his surname contains the kanji for bone or skeleton, and to remove. So that makes sense to remove mm. the 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 skeleton of something. And uh, first name contains soft and structure. So nice. that also makes sense with him. Yeah, I thought he was he was pretty cool, but I just yeah, it's it's hard to see him in a class type setting like he's someone that yeah you kind of need on their own to take care of a bunch of things you know what i'm saying because his power can upset everything else that maybe his team is doing i think 
That's what yeah. you were saying. Yeah, I would definitely want him as a support or a backup and not because it's not there's nothing wrong with him not being able to do the supporting the, or the like the lead role. Like if you're in mm-hmm. a team game, you don't need every person to go DPS and to run out in front. You'd have one person run in front, but you want him to just screw with the team and help you out and defend the people that need defending and do all that at once. Are you talking about the th- the Endeavor was talking about the three styles of things to do and he definitely would be good for evacuating because he can swim through the stuff he could save people he'd be rescue team he just wouldn't be like straight up fighting but he could cover a lot of that other stuff so i think he'd be really like you were saying really good to have on your team and might be a first pick because he's smart yeah he might be the momo of that class you know as far as like smarts and strategic Mm. but yeah it put i think you what you're saying makes sense like if he stood back and then if something really was going wrong he could then touch stuff and really disorganize what was going on like just change the whole shape of the battleground in one move so that might be something but yeah like like one-on-one it might not be the best because yeah what what's he he can't do anything to people he can only touch non-living thing maybe he's practicing with his, his massage oh boy <laughs> oh, wow. and on that note our watch has ended i've been tim and i've been joelle and i've been brian all right take care guys <laughs> bye